Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and I am very grateful to God for this opportunity to be here with you on this, the 34th episode of our podcast. Well, BCU family, our series continues. We're talking about overcoming people approval, and we've got some lessons from the book of Nehemiah. So why don't you do this? Please take an opportunity to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you. It's coming to you with overcoming people approval and disapproval. That's what's coming up next. BCU family, so we are here with part three in our series, Overcoming People Approval and Disapproval. And we've got some very awesome lessons from the book of Nehemiah. It's one of my favorite books. And what I love about him is Nehemiah, the Lord blessed him with this fortitude and steadfastness in doing the work of the Lord in the face of adversity. And I just think it's awesome um, how the Lord blessed him to do that. And we can really learn to do that ourselves. Um, This is a hot topic issue, a hot button issue uh, for many people, including myself. And I think we all struggle from time to time when the Lord gives us a task, an assignment, a gift, a talent, something that we're supposed to carry out and do in excellence, we get excited when we hear from the Lord. What happens sometimes is when we share what the Lord has told us or when we start to do it, uh, you don't always get the nod of approval from people. And that can slow us down. It can stop us. It can neutralize us, and that's not okay. It's not okay, and we have to understand that when God has called us to do something, that we are authorized, and we really don't need the uh, approval from anybody else because we've got it from the God of all flesh, the God of the universe. So um, because it's such a struggle, let's take a look at how Nehemiah handled it, and then we can model that, all right? So Like was said earlier, we are in part three of our series, which means there's a part one and two. So it's really advantageous for those of you who are joining us for the first time to listen to the first two parts. I know you might want to dig into part three. You really want to listen into parts one and two. So what you can do if you're on the BlankCouragesYou.com site is head on out to the main menu and where it says series and studies. You just want to take a look there and you should see the Nehemiah series parts one and two listed right there for your listening edification. If you happen to be listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or on iTunes, similarly, you would just head out to the main menu and then follow the podcast in its sequence and you'll see Nehemiah's the series parts one and two listed right there. You can listen and then just loop back to part three. It'll make a lot more sense to you um, in terms of sequence. Amen? Amen. So when we left off last time, we were probably around uh, verse number 12 in chapter two of Nehemiah. So we're going to finish up chapter two on today. So um, what has happened prior is that Nehemiah uh, was 
asking about what was going on back home in Jerusalem. He was doing his job at the palace and he understood that, you know, the gates were burned with fire and the wall was down that protected the city and that hurt him. So Nehemiah, you know, was, was distressed in his heart. He took that to the Lord in prayer. And then uh, once the time was appropriate, um, it was brought up to his boss, who happened to be the king. Nehemiah was a cupbearer in the palace. And the king and queen granted him the time off that he needed to oversee this project. So what we saw the very last time that we were together is that Nehemiah came out to look about this project and we had a couple of people come in, <laughs> Sanballat and Tobiah. So these were some old enemies that came in and wanted to discourage Nehemiah. So let's take a look. We're going to start in verse number 13 and see what Nehemiah is up to and how he surveys all the damage, how he pulls the people together and what happens uh, with these enemies that have crept up. Amen. All right, everybody. So um, let's get into verse number 13 here. This is where Nehemiah is going in to survey uh, the damage that has been done. So it says here that Nehemiah went out by night. He went out by night by the gate of the valley. He went to the dragon well and he went to the dung port where all the garbage was uh, taken care of. And he viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down and the gates were consumed with fire. You will recall that the Babylonians had just come in and taken over and this was probably some of their work. And that wall being down, it, it represented shame and reproach to the children of Israel. So verse 14 says, um, Nehemiah says, then I went on to the gate of the fountain and the king's pool, but there was no place for the beasts that I was on for to pass. So obviously there was just some things going on there and that the, the uh, horse or whatever it is, the donkey that Nehemiah rode on just couldn't get under there. So it must've been a lot of damage. Verse number 15 says, then I went up by night to the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and I entered by the gate of the valley and returned. Verse 16 is key. So listen to this. And the rulers knew not where I went or what I did, neither had I told it to the Jews, nor the priests, the nobles, the rulers, or to the rest that did the work. So once again, we saw this last time we were together. Once again, Nehemiah did what he needed to do quietly by night, and he kept quiet. BCU family, there are times when we must use discretion about carrying out the work of God. Also, when God gives you something to do, he will tell you exactly how to carry out the duties. Notice that Nehemiah carefully assessed all the damages on his own by night and crafted his plan from there without riling up any negativity. So with carrying a bunch of people with you and looking for opinions and looking to see, you know, who's going to agree with you and who isn't and all that sort of thing. If God didn't ask you to do that, then just go out and do what it is that he said. Think about the children of Israel. Let's go back. And they were checking out the promised land. 
out of the 12 spies, how many came back with a good report? Yeah, two, Joshua and Caleb. Check it out, y'all. Check it out. So communication discretion is truly advised. All right, so we know that we can't tell everybody everything at every time that we've got to use some uh, discretion in our communication. So let's look at verses 17 and 18. Again, we are still in Nehemiah chapter 2. So right here in verse 17, Nehemiah is actually now uh, speaking to the people, the children of Israel. And he said unto them, you all see the distress that we're in. And how Jerusalem, you know, it's lying in waste and the gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem so that we are no more a reproach. Verse 18 goes on to say, Then I told them, Nehemiah told them, of the hand, my God, of my God, which was good upon me as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, the people said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. So I've got to stop for a checkpoint right here, everybody. Nehemiah led the people with the vision that God gave him, and he told it at the appropriate time to the right people along with God's endorsement and the king's encouragement and endorsement. And because of that awesome timing, the people were encouraged and responded with zeal and they wanted to do the work. They wanted to do the work. So timing is indeed everything. So with all of this excitement, everybody, and everyone wanting to work, you can kind of, you can almost hear like the buzzing and people, you know, getting their their tools together and trying to think about what they're going to be doing next. Here comes trouble in verse 19. Listen up. So it says here, but when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, And now we've got a third person in here, Geshem, the Arabian, heard it. They laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing that you're doing? And will you rebel against the king? So we've got to stop right here and and checkpoint this one. So now we've got three folks in the court, three jokers in the court, I like to say. So we've got the governor of Persia, um, Geshem. His name means rain. He's joined um, Sanballat and Tobiah. So Sanballat's name, um, it means it means bramble bush or enemy in secret. Okay. And then uh, Tobiah, believe it or not, his name means God is good. And obviously he is working opposite of that name. So what they did, they got together and laughed these people to scorn. And what that means is laughing to scorn means to deride something, to deem it as nothing and to laugh contemptuously at it. And and that's hurtful. When someone laughs at something that you're about to do, it, it gets people and people have been hurt and even killed 
over being laughed at, you know, over someone laughing at them rather and what it is that they're going to do. So in addition to this laughing, everybody, they taunted Nehemiah and the group asking them what they were doing. So no one enjoys being laughed at. You know, our modern science has even come up with a term. It's called geltophobia. Geltophobia, the fear of being laughed at. I want you all to take notice of the word fear. Once God does tell you to go public with whatever it is that he has asked you to do, do you go in faith or in fear of being mocked, ridiculed, laughed at, or discounted? Do you rebuke that fear because it's not from God or do you cower in it? So that's a self-assessment checkpoint. You know, what do you do? If you are in a good place, then that is awesome when we give God the glory. If it's an area of opportunity, then we give God praise for allowing us to see that and for him to help us to overcome that in the name of Jesus. All right, so on top of laughing at these folks and scorning them, they suggested that they were going against the king. So, you know, obviously the king had all of this power and um, what they were trying to uh, uh, intimate is is that there was going to be some sort of uprising. And that was straight nonsense. Nehemiah already had all the permission that he needed from the king. And on top of it, on top of it, he had God's permission. So that trumps the king's permission any day. When we have God's permission to do something, we don't need anybody else's permission slip. Amen? Yes, amen, amen. So listen, I love Nehemiah's calm, no getting in his feelings response. And that comes in verse 20 of Nehemiah chapter 2. So after all this laughing and scorning and embarrassing and all that he did, Nehemiah just says to them, And I answered them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we, his servants, will arise and build. But you, you have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. So checkpoint, checkpoint, checkpoint here. Nehemiah did not go into what all the king had said or done for him. He didn't go into what God said. He simply said in faith that God will prosper us and we will get this done. But you will have no part of it, period. So what we can take from that is why justify what God has spoken for you to do? Why do we explain all of our actions to a laughing, taunting spirit that's rooted in pride? We already you know, know what that spirit is. He's shown who he is. We know that it's sent to stop us. Why are we trying to please that foul spirit working through people? Why are we justifying what we're doing? What profit will it have? What will you gain from fighting with this person? 
from explaining your actions to this person, from trying to get justification or approval from this person, or rather the spirit that's working through the person, if you think about it, what are you going to gain? Nothing, nothing. And it is time for that foolishness to stop. You know, as you reflect on what God was saying to you here, as I'm reflecting on what he's saying to me, we've got to ask him to reveal the areas where we are not following his exclusive leading due to being shut down or feeling shut down by people. And and rather, what I should say is the spirit that is working through people. Ask God to confirm his assignments in your heart and your mind and to give you the strength the wisdom and the perseverance to do just that and trust me no 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 trust god that he will do just that amen amen All right, BCU family, that brings us to the end of Nehemiah chapter 2 and the end of this podcast. BCU family, was your heart pricked as mine was when we were going through the word and through the checkpoints? I know, I know, me too. And you know what? We praise God for that because truly what God's desire is, is that we conform to his image and his word. So when we hear something and it starts to, you know, affect our hearts, it's our duty. It's our duty to make that change um, with the help of the Lord. So we are going to overcome being concerned about what people say and do and laughing and scorning us and all that sort of thing. As long as we are on task for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we've got his permission. We are good. We are good. You know, there was an old song from back in the day and um, it used to say something like, don't let him catch you. Don't let God catch you with your works undone. He's coming again so soon. I remember that as a youngster and, you know, time is drawn to a close. We don't know how long we have to be here, but we certainly don't want to be caught with our works undone with what God has called us to do. So we're not letting people do that anymore. Amen. Amen. Y'all can tell that I'm excited in my heart about this thing. So uh, we're going to do it with God's grace. So join us next time as we continue our study uh, in Nehemiah. We're going to be going to Nehemiah chapter 3. So you certainly do not want to miss that. I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. And thank you all so much for tuning in. I want to ask you a question. Have you liked us on Facebook? Are you following us on Twitter and Instagram? Because Blake encourages you is there as well. So if you haven't already done so, check us out in some other places on the internet. So once again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your encouraging comments, for liking and sharing. I am praying for you all, and I pray that you are praying for me as well. May God bless you, continue to keep you, make his face to shine upon you. And until we're together again, stay on the wall.